this week on the Roommates Podcast. So as somebody who gives so much, like what what can what what do people buy you? Like what is a, what is gifts people give to you that like makes you happy? Love. Love? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a hug? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. But uh it's just beautiful, man. Yeah. To be able to give, you know, over receive. Yo, what's good, America? It's your boy, Hafiz, and welcome to the Roommates Podcast, a late-night conversation, taking you, the listeners, behind the scenes of Becoming, featuring all the interesting people, perspectives, and conversation you experience on the way. Also known as the best hour of your week where you are entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. And remember, guys, our podcast is now available on YouTube, so make sure you check it out on youtube.com slash roommates podcast. And remember, guys, we appreciate so much your support, listeners everywhere. Thank you guys so much and we're super excited for all your support and without further ado we have <laughs> a very 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 special new roommate really excited about bringing him on to the show man his book has really blessed me his story has really impacted me and i'm really really excited about what he has offered this show please guys welcome um mr prince our guy from houston texas welcome to the show mr prince oh yeah <laughs> how y'all so, doing so real quick, yeah. do I do I call you Mr. Prince, J. Prince, or what, what, what do I call hey, you? <laughs> man, I'm just J. Prince. Cool. <laughs> you sure I ain't get no trouble for calling you J. No, Prince? <laughs> no, that's legal. Yes. Yeah, so, so how's life been? Man, life has been a beautiful journey. Yes, sir. You know what I mean, I've been enjoying every step of the way. That's amazing. Yeah. What do you think is the best part of this of the journey that you've been experiencing? In life? Yes, sir. Breathing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I mean, just, you know, the sunshine and the rain, you know what I mean? I, uh, I, I love it all. You know, I realize in life, you're either in a storm, you just got out of a storm, or you're on your way to a storm. Yes, sir. So I don't get excited when the different seasons change. You know, I understand that they all have purpose. Yes, sir. If you don't mind me asking, where you at right now in, the, in that three-part process? Well, I may be just getting out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I actually am, you know, somewhere, at least on my way out, uh, you know, some things that's taken place a couple of days ago that was kind of stormy, but, okay. you know, it go, life goes on. Yes, sir, yes, yeah. sir, yes, sir. So you got a new book recently came out, The Art and Science of Respect is your memoir and I'm really excited because at the end of it you said you're going to make it a movie I think that's going to be <laughs> such an amazing movie really excited about it so what made you decide to write this book after all these years of being behind the scenes well you know going through a lot you know I went through a lot I have a, a lot of wisdom knowledge and understanding that uh to share you know with uh the youth you know the uh the present the past and the future so you know I uh I uh, figured it was time, you know, definitely with the demand of the questions that, uh, you know, I'd be asked as I travel around the world. I could I could clearly see that, you know, uh, the world wanted me to speak. Yes, sir. And, and, I, and I'm loving speaking to uh, that select group of people that 
embrace me. Yeah, I'm glad to be part of that select. <laughs> but uh, so one of the things that really stood out to me while I was reading your book is the importance of your faith in God all throughout your life. I think for a lot of people, when they think about success, um, they think about they have to kind of jettison their faith. They have to put God to the side and focus on themselves and their own ambitions. But you for your life has always been keeping God first has been this foundation that supported you and catapulted you to the success. What, what installed that in you? If you, if you mind sharing it with our audience. Well, I would, I would say my mom, I, I got it at home. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? My mother, uh, taught me the importance of, uh, of God. And, and then she sent me, you know, in my book, I wrote about the bus that came to the projects to pick us up every Sunday that carried us to and from church. And, you know, listening to Pastor C.L. Jackson, he was a 10th grade dropout. Mm. And, uh, but I could really relate to him at the age of seven, eight, nine years old. And, you know, when he spoke, I, I, I listened. And through some of those teachings, uh, uh, I laid a foundation of principles and different things that I exercised during my journey uh, that really helped me throughout my life. Yes, sir. And I think that that beautiful part about your mother instilling that in your life and that continuing, but for a lot of people, what I've noticed, especially with my generation, like they may be raised in the church, mama, grandma, dad may instill it in them, but then as time progresses, as life starts to hit them, they begin to gravitate away from the church and whether that's to the streets or whether that's to whatever type of other environment. So. Why do you think a lot of people, in your personal opinion, a lot of people stray away from the faith and not persist when life gets difficult? Yeah, well, I think that's a part of, of the journey as well. You know, uh, you you evolve in a lot of different ways. So yes, it don't necessarily have to be the church. Church where you embrace God and the truth. You yes, know? sir. Uh, but, you know, even the word tell you, you know, you may stray away, but you know, you'll come back. And, <clears throat> you know, that happened to me. You know what I mean? And it's going to happen to uh, many of us that's not perfect, yes, which sir. is all of us. Yes, sir. And, you know, eventually, you know, we do stray away or things, you know, happen where you get distracted. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I feel sorry for a person that don't understand the power of God and prayer. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Because... uh that's a lonely life. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And um, one of the things that you mentioned in the book is that I believe it was you were in a room with your son and you felt like God gave you that revelation that you need to put all these things aside and go ahead and focus in on him and to see the blessing that's going to happen because of that. And so one of the things that was encouraging about your story is that when you start to follow God and walk in his paths, people, you start to see true life transformation. And that's something that's really beautiful and remarkable that I feel like a lot of people miss out on. And another thing that I really liked about your story was the importance of family. Like yeah. everything that you did was to the benefit of your family. And, but I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they're not really concerned about their family. They're really concerned about themselves and their own personal gain. How do you feel about that? Well, I think that's why it's important. Uh, a lot of, uh, things I wrote in my book, like respect, yes, sir. you know, the whole title of the art and science of respect is to uh, remind people and encourage people uh, to not deviate from that word, you yes, know sir. what I mean, because it, it, it means so much, and but it's diminishing, 
because there's not many stand-up individuals left to to lead the youth. Yes, and, sir. you know, for those that uh, still stand, yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean, under certain situations, you know, we, we have to uh, continue to tell the truth and continue to encourage and, and what uh, Jesse Jackson said, keep hope alive. You got to keep hope alive. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like one of the things that you've experienced is that a lot of people who are living in the streets, they, they feel like they've lost hope. They feel like the difficulties of life, you know, um, one of the things that you shared about was a lot of the hardship you experienced, you know, um, losing your sister um, and all the different difficulties and people then will then gravitate towards the streets. And one of the things that you've always been known for is helping these young men who have been lost, who feel like there's no hope, go ahead and find a place, find a, a place to work and to always be supportive of that. What gave you that heart to be so giving to people instead of worried about getting for yourself? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, to much given, much is required. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I I was raised up, you know, in, in poverty. Mm. So I know what it's like, what it feel like to not have to not be given an opportunity, you know, I, I know how all of those emotions and feelings feel. So to to be blessed and put in a position where, you know, I can inspire, give opportunities, uh, just give, period, you know, would be uh, what I consider a slap in the face of my community to mm. disown those uh, that actually played a role in help, helping shape and mold my character into what it is today, you know, to abandon them. uh, You know, I always tell people I would rather be dead Mm. than to abandon uh, my community, the Fifth Ward, Mm -hmm. those who I love. You know, one of my main reasons for naming the group the Ghetto Boys because I want to speak to ghettos all over the world. Yes, sir. So this was something, you know, this is in my DNA. Yes, sir. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And one of the things that I've noticed is that what it's taught to some people is that in order, if you're kind of raised in a difficult environment, you have to leave your environment before you go ahead and go back to build up your environment. But what we see from you is you stayed in your environment and you built it up and you helped so many people. Do you believe that a lot of people, in order to help the community, they have to first leave the community before they go back to help it? Well, I think uh, everybody had their own story. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So either way, you know, some have to leave and go get the power and bring the power back. Some know how to get the power right there. It don't matter uh, uh, how you go and get it. Bringing it back, yes, sir. you know what I mean, is the real key. So, you know, yeah, it was a time that I stepped out of uh, uh, of the hood and isolated myself you know what I mean? To strengthen my position and my community position. Then I came back. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So I think that's the importance of, uh, you know, making your presence feel some that's, kind of way. That's awesome. And that's something that, you know, I've always inspired. Cause I was once, for a couple of years, I was teaching in uh, Fort Worth and Stop Six, you know, one of the oldest black communities in, in Texas. And I saw the importance of rebuilding the community through education and all different types of community service projects right. that I was involved in. It was a great opportunity, you know, difficult <laughs> at times, but it was a blessing. So what are some of the things that you feel like is a way to help rebuild the community? That some of the things that you're like, we need to focus our energy, our effort and our money to doing these things to help rebuild a lot of these black communities. 
Well, you know, one of the things I done was uh, I built in Fifth Ward, the community I was from, I built a recreation center. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? The Prince Complex, which consists of a, a full-court basketball facility, weight room, computer room, boxing gym, you know, different uh, things I felt was important that the city could control, you know what I mean? Because I didn't like uh, the new rules that started existing where our parks and mm. different things were concerned, where they would shut them down at a certain time. And, you know what I mean? Right in the moment, kids, you know, want to do things, yeah. you know? So, you know, I, I took it up on, you know, myself to, uh, to let my actions speak for themselves and, that was the beginning. And, you know, we do so many things, you know, such as Turkey Day, you know, feed the homeless, Thanksgiving, you know, give away turkeys, Christmas, you know what I mean, toys. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Even when Hurricane what, Katrina came with New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know, we opened up the facility and, you know, house, you know, those guys for a month, you know, wherever we can embrace, you know, our people. That's what places are like that. That's beautiful. And I feel like if uh, individuals who are successful will uh, give back in some kind of capacity, you'll be surprised uh, the difference it yeah. will take on, you know, in the community as a whole. And I love that part about you. You have such a, a big heart to give, such a big heart to serve. And that's something that I feel like is really going to inspire by a lot of our listeners because it's not so much about living a life to collect all the toys and the money and the gadgets and the accolades, but it's to use the gifts God has given you to be a blessing to other people. So, as somebody who gives so much, like what what can what what do people buy you? Like what is a, what is gifts people give to you that like makes you happy? Love, love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. But uh, it's just beautiful, man, Yeah. to be able to give, you know, over receiving. Yeah, because I was, I was contemplating what I should buy you, yeah. and I was like, I didn't know, but I'm glad that you said hugs work. So now, yeah. now I feel like I bought you, I can give you that gift. Yeah, <laughs> all good, all good. So I want to be respectful of your time, so just one, one last thing I, w- I would like to um, ask you. So for a lot of people right now who are saying that they, they want to give back, they want to serve, they want to create transformational change in their community, what would you say is the most important life lesson that you've learned that's helped you make such an impact in, your, in the community and around the world? Uh, well, my biggest life change was to uh, uh, not be a part of tearing down my community, but, you know, becoming a part of uplifting yes, my sir. community. You know what I mean? It was no bigger change than that where my community was concerned. Because, yes, you know, it's important for, for those that's in bondage to realize that they don't have to stay in bondage. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the guys that's in the street that's in bondage are some of the most brilliant people in the world. You know, once they make their mind up to uh, apply that same hustle in corporate America. So, you know, it's time to awaken the sleeping giants that exist in a lot of uh, people that sleep. 
I love it. Really, really appreciate that. So one of the things our listeners love to do is they love to reach out to the people who come on the show, let them know what stood out to them, let them know how much you bless them. Where is a good place they can reach you at? Oh, at J Prince. Okay. At J Prince Respect. And that's on uh, Instagram and Twitter? That's on my Instagram. Yeah. And uh, other than that, Call Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make sure you call him many times. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Mr. Prince, we thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I, I love the message of giving back and encouraging. I, I pray to God that I'll be able to have a legacy similar to yours of giving back and serving the community. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, man, appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. So, Thanks, as bro. I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is your boy, Hafiz, and we are joined by... Where do you uh, say your name? Oh, yeah, this Jay Prince coming at you, <laughs> live and in living color. I love it, I love it. And we are the roommates, guys. Make sure you send Jay Prince a message. Let him know what about the podcast stood out to you. Let him know how much he blessed impacted your life. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you share, 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 comment, comment, comment. Let people know where they can experience the best hour of your week. And we are the roommates. And adios.